0: It's Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. You guys should move to LA. It's really, like, better weather. Back in the early 2000s, Paris Hilton was everywhere. Let's talk about the Juicy Couture tracksuit. That's
1: hot. This is hot. That's hot. That's hot. This is really hot. That's hot.
0: She was an icon. From the dog in her bag, to her pink bedazzled phone, to her lowest low-rise jeans. That's hot. And I know you remember the simple life.
2: What do these friends have in common besides fame, fortune, and white-hot sex appeal? They're giving up their plush lifestyle to live on a farm.
0: So how did Paris go from the party girl heiress with a sex tape to an industry of one? I'm talking about reality shows, movie roles, over 20 perfume lines? Oh, and by the way... If you don't know, she's one of the highest paid DJs in the world. This is Peak 2000s, the show that throws it all the way back, back, back to our favorite pop culture moments of the odds. Today, Paris Hilton.
1: Thanks bitch, have a great day.
0: Hi, I'm your hot young host, Sydney Washington, and I'm here with the rhinestone to my sidekick, the Nicole Richie to my Paris, the one, the only, Marie Faustin. Hey, Sydney Hilton. Hey, Nicole Richie Faustin. (laughs) Uh, Let's take a trip right on back in time to the early 2000s. What do
2: you remember the most about Paris Hilton? I just remember her... Being really skinny and wearing low, 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 low-rise anything. Like, so low that it was like, is she a Barbie? Like, where are her, like, <laughs> where is her, like... Where's the crack? Where is it? Where the crack at? Exactly. Show me the crack.
0: Yeah. What do you remember? I mean, she just, she is the color paint. Yes. And, you know, velour jumpsuits from Juicy Couture. Mm-hmm. And her infamous Carl's Jr. commercial... I
1: love Paris in the springtime.
0: I loved to meet some Carl Jr.'s at the time. So the commercial really did make an impact on me. And she's like crawling around in the car and she's eating a burger. And that's the only way you should eat a burger. And the sauce is like dripping from her mouth. It was very sexualized. <laughs> sexualized hamburgers.
2: Ew, yuck. I do remember the velour sweatsuits. The first one that I got was like champagne colored. I got it on Jamaica Avenue, so it was, like, not Juicy Couture. But, whoo! I loved that cheap-ass jumpsuit. <laughs> All because of Paris. Thank you, babe. Yeah. And I do remember I had never seen anybody put a tiny dog in a purse before Paris Hilton. Like she, she did that. Was, she, yeah, she she invented that. Mm-hmm. She's the Benjamin Franklin of putting a Chihuahua in a, in a Brandon Blackwood, in a Telfar. She was doing that. Yeah. And it was like, oh... The dog was an accessory because the dog would be dressed too. Gucci was booming. They was booming back then.
0: Let's get into our guest today. Simone Palanen is a fellow millennial and the host of Spotify's history podcast, Not Past It, and she did a whole episode on Le Paris Hilton. Hello, Simone. Welcome to Peak 2000s. Thank you for having me. Hello. Okay, so Simone, let's get into it. Obviously, you know, Paris is one of those people that you're like, what? does she do? And and how did she get here? She's like famous for being famous.
3: How did it all come about? Yeah, that's the phrase people like to use with Paris, famous for being famous. And that's pretty spot on. I mean, she came onto the scene as this socialite party girl slash model, like club hopping in New York and L.A., going to parties, being photographed. And People were just drawn to that. I mean, that's how, like, she got known, you know, on the pages of page six, just looking stunning at the party, looking stunning at the venue.
0: Do you think it's the the David LaChapelle photos that, like, really made her pop and made people, like, chat more about her? Because they're, like, very, mm-hmm. very sexy. And she was very, very 19.
1: I met David LaChapelle who I was obsessed with because I had seen all of his photos and just what a genius he was. And he's like, what is your name? "My name's Paris. He's like, you're a star.
3: Those, I think, really, people were like, oh, Paris Hilton is somebody to look out for. I was very young. I was shy. But with David, I would have fun and dress up and play. It was, like, a combination of these hyper-color, like, super sexy. She almost looks, like, greased up in her, like, crop tops and her mini skirts. But it's also that that version of Paris Hilton in this, like, opulent world of the Hiltons, right? It's right. like she comes from this old money, and that's totally incongruous with this image that she's portraying of this, like, sexed-up, young, hot, model party girl.
0: And she was at her grandma's house. She snuck it to her grandma, yep.
3: grandma's
2: house. <laughs> And took these pictures, she didn't have no bra on. I mean And then she has a choker on that says the word rich on it, which I love. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Paris is like, I think she like has been trolling people for a really long time.
3: Yeah, I think that's totally right. She's one of the first media trolls and just fully crafted this fantasy of a person and like watched people react to it. That's how she kept the eyes on her. And we all know the infamous sex tape (laughs)
1: called One Night in Paris. My manager told me Entertainment Tonight just called. They have 30 seconds of you with your ex-boyfriend having sex.
3: I love you and could I please take off your pants? (laughs) At the time, the sex tape was definitely framed as like, oh, Paris Hilton totally leaked this to like up her public profile. This was all planned out, all intentional. The timing of it too was like very suspicious because the tape leaked like a few months before The Simple Life premiered. She has very consistently been like, I had nothing to do with this. This was meant to be private. And she talks about it now as this very traumatic time in her life. I mean, in her documentary, This Is Paris, she uses the phrase electronically raped. I didn't leave my
1: house for, like, months. I was so embarrassed. I felt like everyone on the street was laughing at me. I felt like every
3: single person had watched it. and had seen me naked and was talking behind my back. She uses very heavy language to describe what it was like being exposed in that way. Mm. It's tough too because she was so young at the time. I mean, she was 1920 when the tape was filmed.
0: Yeah, so this dude, Rick, who was the guy who filmed the sex tape, he was her boyfriend at the time. And there's this opening line from the tape that really captures his whole vibe
2: Hey, I'm Rick, and this is my one night in Paris. Check it out.
3: <sighs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> But now, how old was he? Uh, Rick was, like, solidly in his 30s at the (gasps) time. So this is a man in his 30s, you know, fucking with basically a teenager, committing it to film— And then later going out and distributing the tape for money. Yuck. And then also, like, adding in his own bonus content. Like, really leaning into the scandal. Packaging it as, like, a full product for people. Damn, Rick was
2: a dick. That is wild.
3: He's, like, one of these guys that just, like, has kind of always dated famous women. Like, he was married to Shannon Doherty from Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, and charmed. Oh, and charmed, of course. Mm -hmm. He was involved with Pam Anderson. Like, my impression of him is he was sort of this dude who got involved with women that were way more famous than him and, like, you know, used that as part of his, I don't know, his Personality is public profile, whatever you want to call it.
0: Okay, so Rick is tacky. You know, the the tape, you know, it's a patriarchy. She kind of took a hit with, like, how people were viewing her. Yeah. And she had, like, a lot of people just drag her. And getting dragged in the early 2000s is different than getting dragged right now.
1: Literally overnight, my entire life changed. It was all over every news station, every single talk show host. Everyone was making fun of it.
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, people had no filter, no qualms. Like, kindness was not on the menu. The audacity.
0: <laughs> so that that was an unfortunate time for Paris. But then, zoom on over, it's 2003, and mm-hmm. finally, Simple Life premieres, you know, world premiere on Fox. It was right between that 70s show and the OC. So it's just like, ooh, you know, family-ish type of shows, and then, boom, the simple life.
2: Meet Paris Hilton. Model. Jet setter. Target of the tabloids. And heir to the $360 million Hilton fortune.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs)
2: Nicole Richie. Singer, notorious party girl, and daughter of superstar Lionel Richie.
0: We get messy, rich girls together to be with the normies. So (laughs) I feel like that was, that's my summary of The Simple Life. But what were your thoughts on it?
3: Yeah, you know, The Simple Life has a special place in my heart because it's such a wild show. Like the fact that somebody came up with this premise and they were like, Yeah, we're going to send these two girls from Beverly Hills to the middle of the country to, like, go work on a farm. And we're going to do that for, like, years and years on television. There's the gimmicky element, right? It's like, oh, two ditzy girls from L.A. doing blue-collar jobs and seeing what America is really all about. Have you girls ever been to any of this part of the country before? I don't know. I only travel, like, to Europe or L.A. or New York. I just
1: can't imagine living in a big city. I could never imagine living here. I couldn't either. I would die.
3: (laughs) But I think at the core of it, the simple life is all about the friendship between Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie, them being goofy and silly together, loving each other, like really standing up for each other, you know? People on the show, they make digs at the two of them, you know, maybe deservedly, maybe not, whatever. But there's instances of Nicole being like, don't talk to my friend like that. Like, you don't know her. Respect her. And
1: I'm being dead f- honest right now that if you call me dumb or her dumb one more time, I don't care how many steroids you take, how many egg yolks you drink, <laughs> how many push-ups you do. I'm being dead f- serious. I will beat your
3: f- And they're like these pretty, like, self-possessed young women and... Yeah, they have the sort of the early 2000s bleach blonde, like their extension tracks are showing, like they've got that whole aesthetic going. But on the other hand, these are like two very good friends who support each other and who love each other. And like, they're just young and want to have fun. Bitch, that's me and Marie. (laughs) They're just like us, Marie. Yes, it is. Literally, if you squint,
2: we are Paris and Nicole. It's crazy. Truly. But yes, the show was also them doing dumb stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They (laughs) had to do the sign at Sonic, and they put, like, free anus wiener. Paris, hurry. Take down the wiener. (laughs) They were doing stuff, you know, people are going through the drive-thru. They're like, thanks, bitch. Pull up for your Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, bitch. Have a great day. So are that.
3: That was very much a part of it. I mean, there is the also the rich girl entitlement. Like, I'm just going to talk to whoever, however, and laugh and right. get away with it. That's pretty entertaining to watch to me. I mean, I feel like I learned a lot <laughs> about that kind of entitlement and that kind of attitude. And, like, I think there's a little bit of that that we could all embody and probably gain from. Mm, so The Simple Life was educational. Love it.
0: <laughs> did you did you like them? Do you think they were
3: likable people? I know that my parents hated the show, hated Paris and Nicole. Were like, these are such awful role models. These dumb girls who have this potty mouth and are like disrespectful. <laughs> like I was in middle school at the time. And so I'm like, oh, my parents hate them. I need to love them <laughs> and like learn everything from them. So for me, I think there was something very enticing about the confidence and the fuck you attitude that they had towards everything. At the time, I really liked The Simple Life almost as an act of rebellion against, you know, the older generation that were like, oh, these girls, they have no substance. Forget about them. Yeah, People were laughing, I think, both
2: with them and at them because they were showing up to the farm in heels. We're laughing at them, but when they put anal salty wieners on the Sonic thing, we were laughing with them. I think for sure they're consistent, and
0: I can appreciate that even as an as an older woman now. I'm like they're just having a blast, and I that's what I want. I want fun. Let's have fun, Sydney. When you when you
2: say older woman like that, it sounds like you are a woman <laughs> of a particular age. I'm
0: <laughs> not ashamed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. On a more serious
0: note, serious. Okay, guys, I need you guys. Let's pipe down. Marie, can you sing Paris Hilton's "The Stars Are Blind" from memory?
2: I want to hear it. Oh, okay. I believe in you. Okay. Let me. Let me get a. Mm, I feel like we need a. Me me me
3: me <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs>
2: I, feel like I need a ding. Like somebody play. A, somebody play a C.
3: <laughs>
2: okay. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Even though the stars are crazy, even though the stars are blind, if you show me real love baby, I'll show you mine. That's the only part of the song that I know, but I mean Beautiful. it's a bop, okay? Everybody
0: give it up. Simone, I was going to ask you, but I I mean, you know, Marie just blew us out the water. I don't know that I could top that. Yeah. Up. Woo! You got you it, don't. babe. That's you. <laughs> Do we have any little tidbits about her music career? Was it
3: one and done with that song? You know, she actually put out a whole album. I don't know that it did amazingly, but (laughs) Stars Are Blind, I think, is now canon as, like, one of the great pop songs of the early 2000s, for sure. Okay, Simone, we got a damn segment.
0: It's called Yay or Yuck. So we're going to give you a Paris-related moment. And if you think it still holds up, give it a yay. If you think no, 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 hell no, then that's a yuck. Got it? Got it. All right. The Simple Life. Do we think the show can still hold up today? Would people still be interested in watching it?
3: I think as a a time capsule of that period in time, full-on yay, could you reboot that show today? I don't think— The climate is right for that, but... You're not seeing it? Uh, Us, like, falling in love with two really rich, privileged, white and white-adjacent girls. Um, No, I don't think the people are screaming Mm. for that right now. If you
0: watch it right now, do do the jokes still hit? Is it still like, ha-ha-ha, I'm laughing,
3: this is good? I think it's still funny. I don't think all the jokes are still funny, but I think the essence of the show is still very enjoyable. I think... They still come off as charming and entertaining and fun to watch. Yeah, so it's a yay for me.
2: I think a, the simple life is a yay. It was a yay then; it's still a yay now. The episodes that I watched still hold up because you're like, what? Ha, ha,
0: what? How do they get away with it? It's funny. I like it. I I enjoy. It. Yeah, the audaciousness holds up for sure. Yeah, well, the the caucasity is always going to caucas, so we love. <laughs> um, <laughs> next up. The way Paris was treated during the sex tape scandal, when it came out, you know, they really, really made a lot of jokes at Paris's expense.
1: An illicit sex tape starring Paris Hilton hit the internet this week.
2: It's the first time that the words Paris Hilton and job have ever been used in a sentence. I'm curious, why are we so fascinated by rich white whores? What is that all about? <laughs>
0: All right, man. Damn. I mean, Paris probably heard all of that. That, yeah, that was that was. Ugh.
3: Yay, yay or yuck to that, <laughs> Simone. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is a surprise, but it's full body yuck. It's deeply upsetting to like hear just how acceptable it was for people to talk about essentially a teenage girl being exposed without her consent. That's really sad.
0: Yeah, actually if it happened now, I think people wouldn't be piling on her because of her age especially Mm -hmm. right and also with body positivity and you know sex positive stuff people are not going for any of that shit right now
3: this is also like pre the term slut shaming sort of being mainstream like that was not really a concept that people had in their heads this is before Mm -hmm. the amber rose slut walk
2: honestly this amber rose would not allow this in 2021 Absolutely mm-hmm. not on her watch. Not on Amber Rose's watch. Not on Mother Rose's watch. <laughs> exactly. She's in trouble because there's a videotape that's all over the internet where she uses oh, yeah. both the um, N word mm-hmm. and the uh, anti-gay oh, F word. Ooh, ooh, this is this is a this is a cute
0: one. Paris Hilton using racial slurs. Apparently, she's used the N word multiple times mm. in a particular video that was
3: leaked in 2007. Simone. Can you give us some context about this? She was caught on tape using the N-word, using the F-slur, saying really fucked up stuff about black people, about gay people. Mm. If that happened now, I think there would be a full cancel Paris Hilton campaign. But because this has sort of flown under people's radar, like not a lot of people know about it, it's one of those things that's just kind of floating out there and like— until, I don't know, some pressure is put behind it. Like, I think people just either don't know or they don't care. They don't know.
0: They don't know, babe, because I I, I didn't know.
3: Yeah. Does it surprise me that a rich white girl was, like, using the N-word liberally? Not at all. That feels very consistent with, you know, what we know about Her and her background and who she is. And especially, you know, again, the early 2000s, (laughs) there were just like a lot of different standards of what was acceptable behavior. Yes, 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 yes. There's too many black women in here for us to be like, yes, that's fine. It was the early 2000s. It
2: was bad then and it's bad now.
0: Yeah, that's a yuck again. And lastly, we're going to get to the last one, the baby voice. In 2003, you know, that the baby voice was her thing.
1: I'm going to name her Lady Coco Chanel.
0: All right. She said that that was like a persona she created. And the producers was like, yes, yes, yes. We love it. Keep going. And it seems like it, it came right along with her all the way to, you know, 2021. She's on Jimmy Fallon using that same voice.
1: I just feel like I wanted my fans to see that I found my Prince Charming and my happy fairy tale ending.
0: Do we love the baby voice? Is it? Or, or, is it a yay or yuck? What do you think, Simone?
3: I mean, for me personally, aesthetically, it's a full yay. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Mm. I think it's a really useful tool and like shield to protect herself. Just creating a persona for the public gives you some distance between your real self and your public image. Something that Paris has shared about her childhood is that her mom put a lot of pressure on her to be a certain way, would compare her to Grace Kelly, and would want her to be this, you know, this archetype of this, what you would think of as a Hilton, like this sort of old money, sophisticated, you know, of a certain pedigree. And it seems like in her adolescence, Paris really rebelled against that. She talks about her family sending her off to these boarding schools that were essentially these, like, disciplinary Camps where out-of-control teens would go to get disciplined because she was out partying and on the scene and whatever. And so my theory is that this whole persona is like a rebellious act against those expectations that were put upon her as a kid. I just wanted to be known as
1: Paris and not be known as like the Hilton Hotel granddaughter. So I always felt like I needed to break away from that and do my own thing.
3: And that she developed this super girlish, sexy, ditzy, baby-voiced character. One, I think, because it's pretty easy to play and, like, you you don't really have to be held accountable for a lot of things. You can just be like, oh, I'm just blonde and dumb. Also, I think it's a little bit of spinning your face to the Hilton family of, like, oh, you guys wanted me to be this really sophisticated, smart person. Like, I'm going to go the exact opposite direction. But now I think she's just kind of stuck in it. I think that's her go-to. That's what she's used to. It's how she's presented herself for so long. Mm. I wonder if it just feels like safety for her. Um, Maybe I should start talking in a
2: baby voice. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Her regular voice sounds fine.
0: Paris, let your soul glow and be free. Let Let that baby voice go. I like your voice just the way it is, babe. It's fine. Babe, 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 babe. Your real voice, that's hot. Yeah, so hot. <laughs> okay, let's pause for a minute. We're gonna take a little break, and we'll be right back. This episode was
2: not brought to you by the T-Mobile Sidekick. Want a cell phone that lets you text and make calls? The Sidekick's got you covered. For a limited time, you can get your Sidekick bedazzled with fat ink rhinestones that makes it heavier than actual brick. Loves this. Sidekick, you need one to be cool. Everybody needs a sidekick.
0: So is Paris Hilton still just famous for being famous? Or is she actually like a genius, you know, for marketing herself as this ultimate brand so early?
3: I see Paris as this, you know, savvy businesswoman. Because I don't think you can have a career this long that's not backed up by these, like, traditional entertainment skills without being really smart about what you're putting your name on, what you're selling, and how you play that media game.
0: You know Instagram guru, the fat Jewish literally gives all his praise to Paris Hilton for who he is today. Paris is a straight up fucking icon. She set the precedent for everyone who exists in this internet likes-driven world. The modern day ideas of celebrity, of brands, of marketing,
1: the way that we think about influence, this was all invented by Paris Hilton.
3: You know, that whole 2000s thing of everyone had a perfume, everyone had a shoe line. She was a big part of that. And now she also is an international DJ. That's like a big part of what she does now. She's like one of the highest paid DJs in the world right now. And apparently she's getting into NFTs. She's actually really good about being on the cusp of like new technologies. So she really has her eye on like what's new and upcoming and like how can I get in on that? And obviously... The influencer thing. You can build a whole career by just getting people to pay attention to you.
0: I definitely think that we have to give her her flowers in the sense that she is working. She's working. She's not just going to parties and taking pictures anymore. She's she's doing the music. She's doing the work. Her name is is circulating over and over and over again. And she's not just laying up. Doing nothing.
3: Yeah, pounding the pavement. Truth. I don't think Paris Hilton has ever looked better. She looks
0: well-rested. She looks great,
3: yeah. I think somebody that really took the torch from Paris and kind of ran with it is Kim Kardashian. We would not have Kim Kardashian without Paris Hilton. And we would not have this kind of social media celebrity without either of them.
0: A pioneer, an activist, an influencer, Paris Hilton.
3: Simone, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was
0: a lot of fun. If you want to plug anything that you're doing or where we can catch you on
3: Instas or the
0: socials, that would be great.
3: You can listen to Not Past It, the history show that I host on Spotify, or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Simone Palanen.
0: Love. That's hot. (laughs) Now it's time for the Swag Report, where we break down the
2: latest trends.
0: I believe we have Marie in front of the Von Dutch store right now.
2: Marie, tell us what's going on. Oh, wow, Sydney. So happy to be here. Uh, I am standing outside of the Von Dutch store, and wow, a lot of trucker hats and people who look like they are unemployed waiting on this line. I love this for them. So so you said the people are unemployed. How can they afford Von Dutch? I'm saying they look unemployed, but you know that the richer you are, the poorer you dress. Ah. So... It's like they're cosplaying as poor people, but wow, (laughs) are they happy to be here.
0: Marie, can you please explain what kind of hat is it? Is it a baseball hat? Is it a mailman hat? Like, what what kind of hat is it? No, no, no mailman
2: hats here. Um, It's actually a trucker hat. Uh, I'm I'm wondering, is Ashton Kutcher there? Uh, You know what, I don't see him, but Gwen Stefani is here? Hey, Gwen! Okay, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Marie, would you be caught dead in one of these hats? Probably will only be caught dead in one of those. That At the funeral, in the casket, with the hat sticking right up over my face. Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much, Marie. And that's the
2: swag report. Thanks so much, Sid. So glad to be here.
0: Peak 2000s is a Spotify original production in partnership with the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm your host Sydney Washington and you can follow me at just sid s y d n y c. You can follow Marie Faustin at miss reezy that's m s r e e z y. We are produced by the Vox Media Podcast Network and Spotify. For Vox Media, our producer is Gina Pollock. Our executive producers are Zach Mack and Nashat Kura. Our engineer is Daniel Turek. Our theme music is by Brandon McFarlane. And for Spotify, our producers are Baron Farmer and Candice Manriquez ren Executive producer is Gina Delvac. Special thanks to Evan Tarantino, Teal Kratke, Amanda Long, Yasmin Afifi, and Leslie Guan. Next time on Peak 2000s.
3: At its peak, nearly 60 million people use the site to swap music files from each other's computers for free.